0: Mark Tierney here from Race Fuels congratulating the Parked Up podcast on 50 episodes. Let's hope for another 50 more. It's a pleasure to be part of the series. It's a pleasure to be a sponsor. And enough from me. The next episode, right now. Two
1: of the very best operators parked up in the garage. This has been coming for a long time these two do not
0: like each other there
1: are two parts of the story is all yeah. red flag this is a suspended uh,
2: race welcome back to the parked up podcast we're powered by race fuels and this is episode number 50 Tony D what a moment for us we've made it to 50.
3: I can't believe it grant I really cannot believe we've made made it to the 50th episode there was times when you know I just didn't think we were going to um you <laughs> know we're past, down and out but. Five. Five. Yeah, but somehow we've slogged it out, and here we are going from strength to strength. We got a, we do actually have a really big show ahead of us with some great guests. <laughs> and what I always say that and you, you do never say that, like so it. I thought I, I might say it this week um, <laughs> because it is true. We got some great guests on the show, yeah, and we've got a really cool giveaway.
2: Mm-hmm. Which we'll
3: talk about later, so we're not going to give away too much just yet. That's right, we're going to listen to the whole pod.
2: Make you suffer for 50 odd (laughs) minutes before you get to find out what the cool giveaway is. But as Tony says, it is very cool, so hang around at the end. It'll be a social media promotion, so everyone will be able to get involved and win a very, very cool prize thanks to our good friends at Logitech. Anyway, here we go. We're up to number 50. It's a nice big number, and... Uh, you'd be getting close to 50, wouldn't you? I think I'm pretty close. I'm only, I'm only 10 off that. Thank you very much. But let's not talk about age too much. What what we do want to talk about is, uh, some motor racing. We saw some bloody good racing on the Mm. weekend at Sandown. The second round of the Repco Supercars Championship has been run and won. There was some great racing in the dry or the wet. It didn't matter. The competition was excellent. And it was an incredible story unfolding at the very front of the field with Shane Van Gisbergen winning all three races. Now that sounds boring, but the way he won the first race where we earlier in that day, we didn't even know if he was going to get through the full day because of his broken collarbone, Mm. but to come from 17th to win the race, then back it up the next day with two more wins. He is in the rarest of form at the moment. He's the winner of the 2020 Bathurst 1000. He won the New Zealand grand Prix. He also won a rally back at at home over the Christmas new year break. And now he's won every race so far of the 2021 season. Can he be beaten?
3: He's a winning machine at the moment. He's absolutely smoking everybody. And I think what made it worse on the weekend, Grant, I think the drivers felt worse about it is he was literally doing it one with one arm. It was an incredible performance. That race on Saturday was so good to watch. I mean, great strategy by Triple Eight. Um, that played out really well. And obviously he had really fresh tires on at the end of the race. But some of the moves he was pulling off was from a guy that, you know, it, was, it wasn't a bit of pain, but you wouldn't have known that whatsoever. So I think once he got through Saturday, though, and he knew he sort of built confidence that he, was, he knew he was going to be able to get through the racing um, with his injury, um sunday was almost a breeze because uh you know wet conditions everything slows down a little bit and he he just absolutely brained him in in the wet conditions in qualifying and in the race um we saw some great performances by other people as well which we'll talk about a little bit later on but shane is in incredible form and you know he's emerged as the guy to beat for the championship, even Cameron Waters, who we tip to be the championship contender this year and and really lead that charge. He's got a little bit of work to do to catch the Giz.
2: Yeah, Shane Van Gisbergen is just in the best form at the moment. And it, it almost sounds boring to have one race hmm. winner over the three races, but in the circumstances that he was able to achieve those results, uh, it, you can never take it away from him everyone in the crowd was going absolutely bananas, particularly the way that he was carving his way through the field, definitely on that Saturday race, passing two guys at once. It's hard <laughs> enough to pass one car around that joint, let alone two in the one uh, in the one move. So a brilliant performance. So Shane's results got me thinking uh, about how good he actually is. And I think back to a another kiwi. Kiwi brethren of SVGs in Jim Richards back in the '90s during the Group A era, there was a couple of seasons there where uh, everyone was talking about Jim Richards being the best touring car driver in the world. It's probably a little bit easier to gauge it back then because uh, the the Europeans, uh, the Australians, the British touring car championship were all using Group A regulations, so it was a, a very much a like for like, but my question that I wanted to ask is is Shane Van Gisbergen, the best touring car driver in the world at the moment, can you name someone better in these type of sedan race cars who is doing a better job? Not
3: really. Like no one comes to mind other than, you know, GT drivers, which is a different style of racing. It means it's it's still got a roof over your head, but um, what other categories would you consider like a touring car class, yeah. So I guess it's uh, the one of the most competitive
2: ones is the World TCR and all the other TCR championships front-wheel around drive, the globe. That's different, certainly. The British Touring Car Championship uses a mixture of uh, front wheel drive, all wheel drive, rear wheel drive. Very competitive championship. Yeah, there's a smattering of lots of different touring car classes around the world. The Supercars Championship. Is the best touring car championship in the world? You know the DTM isn't isn't a, a touring car class really anymore. It's it's safe to say that supercars remains the best touring car class. But there's a no, there is just no one. There is just no one out there who can even lay claim to having any sort of the rare form that we're seeing from SVG. So I'd look, I'd, I thought about that question and I thought maybe I should speak to a couple of people and see what their take is. I spoke to Richard Crail from the Race Talk, great commentator. Uh, He was at Sandown over the weekend calling a whole bunch of different races uh, for Fox Sports, and, and I grabbed him and posed that question to him. Richard Crail, is Shane Van Gisbergen the best touring car driver in the world? At the moment, yes.
1: Expand. I don't think I need to. Watch race one from Sandown, two thousand and twenty-one, mate. that But it's not just touring car driver. New Zealand Grand Prix, jumps into a rally car, wins the Battle of Jacks Ridge in Auckland. Um, had Rd let him run in sprint cars, he would have won that at Western Springs for sure. Did two weeks quarantine, jump straight back into the supercar, smokes the field at Bathurst in wet conditions. Here, unbelievable with broken bones. Uh, so name a better driver at the moment operating at that level. I, I can't think of one at the top. I don't think he's the best touring car driver in the world at the moment. I think probably the best racing car driver overall operating right now, surely.
2: Yeah. So not only does Richard think he's the best touring car driver in the world, he also thinks that he might be the best driver in the world anywhere at
3: the moment. It's a big call. He's a, I think we're getting a little bit carried away here. Come on. <laughs> We've got to remember that, uh, Scott McLaughlin just won three championships and he's not in the championship anymore. Maybe that's made uh, SVG's job a little bit easier. So let's just not get too carried away yet guys. All right. Uh, That's fair enough. I'll tell you what
2: we are missing though. It would have been so great to have Scotty Mac here Mm -hmm. uh, this year in the championship, in this, in our supercars championship and see how he goes up against uh, Van Giz, who is. At the absolute top of his game. Because Van Gears was not at the top of his game last year.
3: But why not?
2: Well, I think there were... I'm not sure of the
3: exact reasons, no. but the, the like, outcome... Nothing's really changed. Though. The
2: outcome was um, mistakes. The outcomes were inconsistent qualifying performances. It all came together for him at the end of the year. And, mm. yeah, since October, he is absolutely not Mr. Beat. The guy's, uh, the guy's in great form. Hey, I also grabbed another bloke who was very good in touring cars back in the day. His name is John Bow. John, is Shane Van Gisbergen the best touring car driver in the world at the moment? Uh, well, that's a,
1: that's a tall order because the cars are very different, but I would suspect he probably is, yeah. He's uh, supremely talented, as as Scotty McLaughlin was. So people have their their high point you know in their racing life generally and Shane certainly it is at the moment I'm not saying he's gonna get over it but he you know his, his performance yesterday and this year has been just outstanding
2: you're obviously coming back from a little bit of adversity yourself he's dealing with a, a different type of injury but put yourself in his boots with the collarbone issue how hard would it do you feel that it actually be to to do what he's doing well,
1: it's it's not easy because he's injured. I mean, I'm not injured. I've got, you know, uh, I'm going through cancer treatment, but and I feel actually quite dodgy. But when I get in the car, I don't even notice it. I have no comprehension that it's going on, and I would suspect that's what happens to Shane because your concentration level is so high that you you know you just block everything else out and then when he slows down on the slowdown lap you know his shoulder kills him so it's it's just a funny thing about motorsport I I think if you had your leg hanging off you'd still be able to drive
2: and just a quick update on your own condition you're here this weekend at Sandown racing around in one of your favorite cars but you've just gone through a, a second round of radiation treatment how's it all going
1: no, it's going okay. I think uh, I've got one day to go. I, I thought it was Friday was the last day, but I miscalculated. So I've got one day to go, and I, you know, feel odd at certain times of the day, and certainly it's uh, fatiguing. But but I'm okay. I, I love coming to the racetrack. I've raced my friend Joe Colleges' old '66 Corvette this weekend, so I've had a great time. I'm, you know, I talked to people I've known for years, like you, and you know, it's just great. It's like a tonic for me. I'd come to the track
2: every day if I could. And that was JB. Great to see his shiny face hanging around the track. And uh, as he just said, also gives a, a good prognosis on his prostate cancer battle. Uh, now, one last person who I grabbed some comment from about SVG is a man who knows him very well, uh, dresses up in the same race colours for the Bathurst 1000, he is Craig Lowndes. He is a touring car legend in his own right. And I caught up with Craig for a more extended chat a little bit later on after the news, make sure you hang around for that. We had to have someone special as our feature guest for our 50th edition, right? Absolutely. Who else? Who else would be better than C.L.
3: Well, at the moment, you, you're probably saying SVG, because uh, that's all I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the,
2: the guy is bloody good. He deserves this. He deserves this. Anyway, I, I posed the question to Craig. Is Shane Van Gisbergen the best touring car driver in the world at the moment?
0: Well, I think, you know, he's, he's close. It's definitely every era or decade you have a driver that stands out. And Shane, you know, he's... His ability to be able to jump into different vehicles and cars and manufacturers and all sorts of things and still be very competitive like the New Zealand Grand Prix to start at the back of the field and end up winning it uh, with the competition that was there was really impressive. And I think for him, he's always been one of those guys that he just wants to keep racing and driving because that's what feeds him in the sense of his fitness and being sharp. So it's good on him. I think, yeah, definitely at the moment, he's definitely on his game. And his
2: injury, you've competed with injuries before and gone on to win touring car titles. How difficult do you think the that Saturday race was for him?
0: Uh, no doubt that you know, he'll be sore. Uh, that, that's, that's a given. But I think for him it'll be a lot of confidence, inspiring to know he goes through those 36 laps at a track that is really brutal. Um, and to get out of it, and he said he was a little sore, but he wasn't any sorer. Um, this morning, so which is a good indication that uh, you know he's 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 going to put up with it, and for his campaign for another championship, he's got to do it.
2: So there you go. Craig obviously thinks he's uh, very much at the top of his game, and and uh, maybe he's a little bit worried that he wants to. Uh, he'd rather be in his car for the one thousand <laughs> rather than sharing with Jamie.
3: Oh, come on! You can never discount Jamie. I tell you one bloke though. Just thinking about it, who would have – he's probably the only bloke in pit lane that was disappointed that SVG could drive on the weekend. Your mate, Garth Tander. Mm. Yep. Because I reckon deep down he would have thought, "Ah, there's no way he's going to be able to race. I mean, we all thought that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you, you were to be a brave man to say, yes, definitely. He's good to go. No dramas. I reckon GT would have been a little bit disappointed when he probably uh, saw how quick he was straight out of the box. I mean, he he went to P1 in about lap four in practice. So there was no drums whatsoever (laughs) um, in the car. So yeah, I reckon GT would be the only one that was a bit disappointed. But I'll tell you what, GT's doing a great job on the coverage. I'm actually really enjoying his commentary post-race and during the event. And uh, I think he does add quite a bit to the broadcast team
2: that was i don't think ever in doubt the guy is uh has always been very good at telling the story uh, telling stories and um and and delivering a message but i reckon he did a lot of homework over the off season mm. to tune himself up to be even better and he has like, you you're right he's jumped out of the blocks very very strong do you reckon he's done some training so- um, like commentary training, just sitting yeah. down and turn turning
3: off. Like public off the... speaking, public speaking.
2: Oh, I don't know if he, he's, I don't he's think he's ever done anything out, official.
3: He's definitely come out very strong, and it like it, it almost looks like he's been doing it for ten years.
2: Yeah. Ooh, is is he uh, is he the next? Do you reckon he? Could, did, how do you think he'd go leading the commentary? Not that I want to push uh, Neil Crompton or Mark Scayfe out. As far as I'm concerned, they do a great no, job.
3: Don't sit on don't sit on the fence there. Um, oh, I, I, after seeing what he's been doing for in two rounds, I think he could definitely do it. Hundred mm. percent, he could take Skafy's spot. <laughs> Not Neil. Uh, nah, Neil. Neil's a bit different. I reckon. I reckon he he leads the whole thing. He links it all together really well. But as far as like a driver's point of view and perspective, and um, I think. Garth could definitely um, do a great job there. There we go. Look out, Scafy. Yeah. I like it.
2: Um, okay. Anyway, we're but, getting off track
3: here. We're getting nah, off
2: track. let's get back on track. Let's bowl into the news. Okay, the news is brought to you, as always, by our very good friends at motorsportwebsites.com.au. Check out the Parked Up website uh, just to see what those guys can do. And they will look after your online presence and more. They do heaps of stuff. Okay. So the, uh, the news today, as we talk right now, it's, it's Monday. And the, uh, there was another supercars event at Sandown today. After the race meeting, it was an event. Like there were people everywhere at Sandown. <laughs> All of the, te- or most of the teams hung back at Sandown for a ride day. And there were people everywhere, and was also uh, quite a few smiley faces uh, as as well. They had a great day out there for the fans to experience really what it's like to be inside the heat of the car and get that real feeling of of being in the car. There was so I think basically every team except Team Sydney had mm-hmm. hung around. Oh, Matt Stone Racing weren't there, but. Um, but pretty much everyone else from that uh, that end of pit lane right up to the top had had all hung around there was heaps of uh, familiar faces as well uh, all of the regular drivers except SVG he wasn't uh, he wasn't partaking in any laps giving his shoulder a little bit of a rest but there was uh, plenty of uh, other guys uh, having a, a steer of cars that they wouldn't t- typically get a a chance to do so the uh, the first one that springs to mind is Neil Crompton. He was having a skid of one of the Walkinshaw Andretti United Commodores. Well, it was actually a third car with a, a bit of a, a zipper feel to it, with uh, yeah, Bryce scheme, Bryce Fullwood's uh, MIDI sponsorship down one side, and the Appliances Online of Mosed down the other side. So that was cool to see uh, Neil back in the chair. He had a uh, he had a big smile on his face. Taz Douglas drove the Blanchard Racing Team cool drive car. Nash Morris was in one of the Erebus Commodores. Super 2 driver Angelo Mazuris he qualified on pole at the Bathurst event just recently. He drove one of the Red Bull Ampole Commodores. Uh, there was co-drivers absolutely galore everywhere. Every man and their dog who's got a helmet and a Motorsport Australia license was um, was having a spin around in them and uh, there was also some bloke in a shell v-power car uh his name's tony d and he got his first drive of a, a mustang in 2021 it was a uh, she was a busy day how'd
3: you go well i tell you what i felt a little bit rusty when i first got out there um because it was like a race meeting yeah. there was cars everywhere and the thing you got to remember is all those guys have been racing all weekend in all these different conditions and they're all got their eye in. They're all wanting to get home as quickly as they can. So they're not mucking around out there. And then you blaze out there. haven't driven the thing for six months and that, <laughs> they didn't even like give me a lap, one lap by myself. I felt sorry for the first passenger. Cause he, he just got, I, I hadn't even driven it and he gets strapped in beside me. I'm like, okay, so we're not even going to do a warm up lap, but like, no, nah, mate, no. Nah. Free, you know, not, i shouldn't say fresh tires whatsoever but add a cold set of tires full tank of juice and away you go so yeah I, I put a few cushions in the seat and uh could reach the pedals and away i went and, and it felt you know at home fairly quickly for what we were trying to do but there was gt cars out there there was porsches there was tcr cars out there like mm-hmm. man there would have been i don't know at least 30 cars out there um today and the funny thing was over the weekend like i I couldn't actually get to the track to get into pit lane to see the boys um, because of COVID restrictions. And then today there was people everywhere. Like whoever polices the COVID stuff would have a field day. Like (laughs) they would be mortified with what they saw today because there was people everywhere. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Um, Really, really busy days those days. And we couldn't start till 11 o'clock because they're bumping out all the TV stuff. So, then you've only got like a six hour window that you know you got to blaze through all these guests. We had 140 guests to get through, so the cars are going non stop all day. Um, you sock through drivers and, and maybe a couple of sets of tires. And then the thing is, though, if you do have a problem with your car, you're in trouble, you yeah. know, like you're just not going to get through your guests. So, luckily, we had no dramas, weather played its game until right near the end it had a little bit of rain right near the end but I I did a brocky mate I did a brocky I got out of the car when everything was good <laughs> and handed it over to Anton and he had to deal with it in the rain so uh yeah bit of fun today uh good to get the eye in and uh dust off the cobwebs and and uh we're away
2: so do you get another ride day is there
3: something else scheduled or what's
2: the testing plan in the lead up to your one race in that class <laughs> come Bathurst <laughs>
3: Well, I can confirm that I've already done more laps than I did last year before the Bathurst 1000. So that's a good start. (laughs) Yep. Um, Look, there'll be a couple of test days, I assume. I don't think there's any co-driver sessions this year like they normally have, but we've got a few more ride days. And like, to be honest, I find the ride days really valuable these days just to sit in the car for hours on end. There's no real pressure. Like it's just getting acclimatized to the car again. So I find them valuable. The, the main guys can't be bothered doing it because they've raced all weekend and they'd, they've had enough of it. Um, if you can ever have enough, like far out, man. When, when you don't drive these things all the time and you hop back in them, they're a weapon. They're a beast. Like they're so cool to drive. And honestly, the boys, they don't appreciate it because they're trying to find the last tenth of a second all the time. And uh, for me, just jumping into a, doing a few laps, it's like you can you can appreciate what these cars are and why people love them and you know, the sound and yeah it, it's really really cool car to drive so i think we'll be more prepared than last year but so will everybody you know that that's the that's the thing everyone's going to go into the 1000 with lots more racing under their belt it'll be more competitive than ever i guess
2: yeah very good it uh, it looked like a great day and as soon as it started to rain that was my cue to go home so um i liked uh, i liked it that way Actually, you mentioned that there was TCR cars there. It was the Melbourne Performance Centre Audi entry that mm. Chaz Mostert has raced and currently leads the title in. Chaz was uh, pretty busy uh, giving laps to people around the Sandown circuit in his WAU Commodore. So st- stepping into the breach in the Audi was Dylan O'Keefe, who typically races one of the GRM Renault entries. So raced an alpha all last year has driven uh renault for the little bits that he did last year plus this year and now he's also got to sample an out he's
3: uh he's getting around yeah well i think because he's going to do a little bit of racing with batesy later in the year in the gt car um, just made sense for him to share the driving in the gt car and also the tcr car today um i wonder what he thought of the car though to be honest i mean it is the form car right now they were dominant at phillip island so oh I'll, i I'll, I'll, I'll bet he drove it today he's like ah oh, i can see why they're winning it's so good it's so easy to drive you know grass is always greener sort of spec so um but i did want to talk about just quickly uh neil crompton driving today yep, yep. um he came up to me after the day and he said oh sorry about that sorry I, I I tried to give you room and blah 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 and well what did you I, run into each other? No, I said. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Goes, oh, weren't you in you know car seventeen at this time? Blah blah blah. I said no no, it wasn't me. It was either Anton or Will. Anyway, so he's gone and found out that it was Anton, I think, and he's basically seen a shell car coming up on him, so he's giving the shell car a, a bit of room, and he's moved across the circuit. Um, to let them go, and he, Anton hasn't sort of gone, and then Neil's gone. Okay, we'll go on to turn one together, but then Anton's sort of gone. It's all been quite awkward, <laughs> and then they've actually like hit each other. Oh dear! On the ride day, they've rubbed panels. I don't know how bad it was. Obviously, no one spun or anything like that, but. He said that he he felt so rusty and he was absolutely wobbling around with all these guys out there. (laughs) Uh, So he's going to apologize. I'll tell you what, I would sacrifice five
2: seconds off a lap time around there just to have a a drive with Neil Crompton in a V8 Mm. supercar. I reckon that would be really cool. And, look, you'd pay extra to to
3: be in a shunt with it as well. So (laughs) that that would also be pretty cool. The thing is, though, like as a passenger – they'd never know if if you're doing a ripping lap time or not. Like, you know, the things move around so much. They're over curbs and they're they're quite violent inside the cabin. I bet they're bloody noisy too without ear ear plugs in.
0: Mm.
3: I I, I had one guy today ask me, he goes, oh, do you normally use that much curb or are you just sort of showing off? I'm like, nah. Like, did you watch the racing on the weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Using every curb known to man. So it's pretty pretty violent in the car. You see their heads you know, going forward as you break and then bobbling around over the curbs and smacking into the sides of the seat, they're hanging on pretty tight. But it's it's always a good ride. And everyone loves it and they got the thumbs up and cheering and all that sort of stuff. So it's a good day. Yeah. Hey, maybe
2: by the end of the year, we'll see uh, some of our friends, maybe uh, some of your friends down in Shell v Powerland. We might be able to give away a ride to one of our listeners. I reckon that's a there's a possibility of that maybe. What do you reckon?
3: I don't know. I we do try. have a
2: <laughs> we do have a cool prize coming up later today that we're gonna tell you about. That will be worth winning. But if we could uh, if we could sort that out, I reckon that, that that'll be a thing. i maybe I'll uh, let me take the reins on that. I'll ask right. the good Dr. Ryan story.
3: Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. You, you, you can ask the dog wouldn't nothing to do with me, all right. <laughs> you
2: might just have to do the driving. Okay.
3: Okay. All right, fair enough. No Second
2: problem. prize is I get to drive the car.
3: <laughs>
2: Jeez. Hey. So, so uh, besides the um, the extraordinary uh, job that SVG did over the weekend, uh, and the fabulous day at Sandown today, mm. there was also uh, a heap more racing that that happened at Sandown, and some really cool stories in supercars as well. In particular, podium results for Brody Kostecki and David Reynolds in Sunday's final race. Um, interesting that the, uh, the guy who left and the guy who, uh, replaced him were both on the podium together. Uh, what was your take on their efforts?
3: Well, I'll start with Davy Reynolds. I thought it was actually a really good drive from him. Um, you know, very difficult conditions. Um, they didn't show a huge amount of sp- um, speed over the weekend. Really? He felt sick in race two, uh, on Sunday. Uh, and then, to come out in race three and and grab a podium and sort of drive away from that pack behind him, and was quite comfortable in third position there. I thought was excellent for the team. You know, like they need that. They they really need the podiums and those good results to spur everybody on. Uh, at the moment, they're trying to work those cars out. New driver, new sponsor, like new investment from Grove. Uh, hmm. Any sort of podium or result, really spurs the team on, you know, and gets them, gets them going. But Brody for me though, in P2, I mean, I thought he was going to win the race at one point there. He looks so comfortable in those conditions. Um, Both Erebus cars will Brown come through the field as well. So I'm not sure whether they made a setup change or they put a special set of tires on or something, but their pace from race two to race three was, there's just a massive increase in speed. So I'm sure he wasn't doing it easy, but the way he was driving around some cars, um, they obviously had a, a real advantage over others. And, uh, you know, he, he drove the car really well. And like I said, I think at one stage there, I thought at one stage he was going to win the race, um, but I think SVG sort of had him in covered, but to get a podium in your second event is, you know, shows that he's going to be a real force in the future.
2: Yeah. Brody Kostecki, star of the future. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. In supports, a Carrera Cup delivered some brilliant racing. And that's not always the case in that class because the cars are typically so close. The racing can, from times, be stale. That was mm. not the case at Sandown. Cameron Hill won the weekend from young Sonic star Aaron Love. 15 pro drivers in this year's field. Mm a field of in total of 26. There was great racing up and down, potentially even more entries in the next round at the bend. Uh, Tony D I don't know what your thoughts are, but that category is flying at the moment.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing racing over the weekend. You got young guns in there that you can see the, I shouldn't say desperation, but they're throwing moves out there. They're having a massive crack. Um, Cameron Hill did a like exceptional job. He was fast. It's a family-run team, you know, like it's not a professional outfit running that team. Um, he's been in the championship a few years now, but um, he showed everybody that he's uh, very much in contention for this championship in wet and dry conditions. Cooper Murray was impressive as well. Unfortunately, had a little off in race three, but still had some great performances. And then you've got guys like. Craig Lowndes, David Wall, Dale Wood, some of these, uh, well, Luke Yulden, we've got Dave Russell in there as well, really experienced drivers that sort of really bolster up the field. Um, So there was fantastic racing all the way up and down the field. And uh, it's going to be a really tight championship, that one, that is for sure. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise
2: to see uh, such good racing in both wet and dry as well, the first race, uh, on, on Saturday, which was held in the dry conditions was an excellent motor race. And, um, and it repeated in those two wet races on Sunday as well in S 5,000 first time S 5,000 running on the supercars championship calendar, they had some really good racing too, but it was more a case of who was going to make the least amount of mistakes. Mm. And that man was Joey Mawson. He won the feature race and now leads the gold star championship and is uh, right on the verge of making a very successful uh, venture into his like first proper full-time racing here in Australia.
3: Yeah, you're right. It was definitely a, a survival of the fittest. Um, there was guys making mistakes, tricky conditions. Um, it looks like those tyres are quite hard to get temperature in them, and especially with the cold conditions we saw over the weekend, uh, I saw some footage of Thomas Randall almost looping it on the outlap um, just mm-hmm. over a bump and you know spun the rears up and had a big old tank slapper. Um, and then there was another guy, I, I can't recall who it was, but actually crashed on the outlap coming yeah. out of pit lane. Who was yeah, that? The young,
2: young Kiwi guy, Caleb Natoya. He uh, unfortunately only got about 50 meters out of pit exit Mm. gassed it up in slightly greasy conditions not wet yeah. they were on yeah. slicks cold it's, it's, slicks and he uh, unfortunately gassed
3: it straight into the fence but they're so aggressive those cars like the power delivery uh the grip level that they've got i mean i've seen that happen before do you remember neil mcfadden um very very good car racer uh, in mm-hmm. formula ford driving out of pit lane at Sandown, which is so bumpy. You got the walls either, either side and like shunted the thing in, and it took the wheels off it, uh, unfortunately. So that's uh, pretty pretty normal um, for that to happen at, at Sandown, coming out of pit lane on coal tires. Um, but yeah, we saw some great racing, probably not the battles that we saw like at Phillip Island and maybe as a style of circuit. Um, but it was still quite exciting to see them. They're getting used to driving in the rain, those guys. they've had two weekends of it now, so they're they're almost uh, pros. But because it's such a short championship, um Joe Mawson's got himself you know right in the box seat now.. Yep.
2: Yep. yeah, there's still plenty to play for, only one round to go at Sydney Motorsport Park at the very first weekend of May. Alongside the TCRs and the Transams as part of the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships, so it'll be interesting to see who wins the first Gold Star Championship, uh, a championship that has been, or at least an award that's been rested for the past seven years, one of our most prestigious awards in Australia. Um, any other news that we've uh, we've missed here from the weekend, or anything else that's been cooking well, along?
3: I thought we could just quickly talk about, and I don't want to use the term hot or not, because we know Krause runs that in his little podcast. <laughs> he was kind uh, enough to donate some of his time for our podcast a
2: little yeah. earlier on. So he's, it, would be fa- he's on my mind. it would he's on only my be mind. fair to um,
3: steal the name of his, uh, the, the exact concept of his thing. <laughs> no, I just wanted to really talk about some star performances on the weekend in supercars mm-hmm. and some that, you know, didn't, do impressive. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, one guy that for me this year is doing a great job and he's got a lot of confidence is Mark Winterbottom doing yes. a very, very good job. And it seems like he's got his mojo back qualifying. Well, racing hard. You can see he's, he's so close to getting that podium. I, I, I just would love to see him get that podium and see whether he can get that monkey off his back and, come on it's not his first podium I shouldn't say that like how many how many races that guy won Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been a little bit of time between his last podium and I reckon once he got that podium man he'd be away Uh, yeah for sure
2: they're doing an excellent job at team 18 absolutely no doubt they've uh, struggled with a little bit of consistency at in the second entry the DeWalt car for Scott Pye now, some of those have been out of Scott Pye's hands as well. So can't be too critical there. He did pick up uh, a top 10 on Sunday at Sandown. So the, the speed is there. It's just very difficult to even mm. get a podium in this mm. championship because certainly at the moment, there's only one bloke who's finishing first. So everyone else is just racing for second and third on the dice to see if they can take home some trophy and fill up their cabinets so it is uh, e- extremely difficult to achieve one of those and to just be as you know almost better than most just to be in that fight just to be in that uh, that top 5 top 8 mm. it's it's really hard and that is, that tough. is an achievement in itself but you know what you finish fourth as frosty did in that first race on saturday you basically take home nothing for it
3: mm. Speaking of second and third, and you know, uh, guys that were really jostling it out for position and having a big old crack, Chaz Mostert and Cameron Waters, oh, man. But how many? Well, times? there was two, there's two battles. There was that, and then there was SVG and Mostert as well in race two. So let's talk about both of them because Chaz was just in amongst it. You could see that he was going hard for the win, and but unfortunately, it didn't really work out for him both times. He <laughs> come together with, with uh, Cameron and spun him and then tried to readdress it and then got done over by Heimgardner and a couple others. But that battle with SVG at the start of race too, that was impressive. Those guys were, mm. were duking it out. Uh, a lot of respect there between those boys in, in slippery conditions. They could have easily spun each other around, no, no, no danger of that. But they put on an, an amazing show at the front of the field.
2: Yeah, it was excellent. So you wanted to do a, a hot or not section, and you've just spoken about hot things. So yeah, you, well, we haven't got to knot yet. Where, where's the where, where's the knot coming? Who who's going to get knotted? <laughs> um. Okay, cool. For me, then the the knots really were, unfortunately, the team that you drive for, the Shell V Power Racing Team.
3: And look, they oh, weren't too. That's not very nice. They, look, they weren't too far away. Look, been, I, don't, I don't agree with this whatsoever, okay, guys? There
2: there has been a lot of commentary around uh, some criticism of how they did go. And uh, Scott McLaughlin came out uh, very publicly through the social medias to sort of try and calm the storm a little bit. Now, I'm not agreeing. that I'd, I didn't actually read too many of the comments on there that he was reacting to. I read some of the news articles that were created out of scott's comments which is which is perfectly fine and if anyone's overstepping the mark hashtag no social hate thank you very much chas mosk but i guess the expectation is those cars those mustangs dressed up with shell stickers in red white and yellow certainly for their fans or even their haters they expect them to be up the front and look they had a couple of decent qualifying efforts they had a couple of okay results i think anton was 5th in one of the races mm-hmm. uh will davison was 5th in one of the races but not once and not once were they on the podium uh some engine problems for di pasquale in, in in one of those races as well so uh yeah fair enough it might not have been their track but the underlying thing with that team over the last five years they've been up the front those cars have have more more often than not been up the front and yeah so far five races in and uh one podium under their name
3: yeah i mean i think it's it's tricky to judge them um entirely like if you just look from the outside yep they're not achieving what they did last year or or the last three years and and they'd be the first ones to say that, but I think when you sort of dive into it a little bit more, and I suppose I, I'd take a bit more notice of some of the results and lap times and things like that. Their pace actually isn't as is far off as what people are saying it is. You know, Will had a spin in race three and then charged back through to fifth and was basically the second quickest car on the on the track. Um, but you know, you don't hear about those sorts of things, so. Um, they know that they've had a rough run so far. Um, but I agree with what Scott was saying. It, you know, Sandown hasn't been a strong track for us. Bathurst last year wasn't either. We're going to Simmons Plains next, and that has been a happy hunting ground. So I think once we get into some of those circuits, potentially we can judge them a little bit more on their form.
2: Mm, well, look, still a long way to go, but. Will Davison currently two hundred and twenty-eight points adrift of Shane Van Gisbergen at the top. Will's sixth, and Anton way way down in seventeenth. Got to keep in mind that uh, SVG is one hundred and fifty points ahead of second place, and that's Jamie Winkup. So it's not going to take too much to pick up spots, but um, yeah, she's a long old road to to get back to SVG, even at this early stage of the championship. Yeah. Lots of uh, racing to go though. Lots of racing to go. Lots to come. Lots to come. Okay. Um, all right. Hey, look, that's the news, right? we done. Yeah, I reckon that's the news. Cool. Yeah. Because what I did was I found a little old guy. He's won a few Bathists, seven in total. He's won three Australian touring car championships. He's now driving for war racing in the Carrera Cup championship. You also see him a little bit on the TV. You generally see him wherever he is with a big smile on his face. It's Craig Lance. And with thanks to Lara Lance, who, uh, <laughs> who helped me track him down at the Sandown Circuit, but I'd quickly grab him to talk about Carrera Cup. Uh also wanted to ask him about his chances of going overseas. He was so passionate about going overseas and competing in some of those dream races, the Le Mans 24 hours and Spa 24 hours and such. And I also thought I'd pick his brain on that little old TCR Australia series. So here it is, a chat with the kid, Craig Lownds. It's great to have Craig Lowndes on the Parked Up podcast, back in our Carrera Cup car at Sandown here. Uh and a good result in one of the Sunday's races.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a minute. Look, firstly, congratulations on your 50th. Oh, thank you, you don't look friend. fifty, but no. uh you had a good one. Um yeah, look, it's been great to obviously back with the Porsche family. We started it last year with the COVID and everything else uh, at the Melbourne Grand Prix. We just unfortunately just couldn't. We had one race, but we obviously like everything got shut down. So nice to be back. Uh, this weather is obviously playing a bit of a havoc for all of us, but it's nice. We know Sandown very well. The car itself is the same as what we had last year. Just getting my head around uh, how to drive it, what it needs to drive. Obviously being a rear engine, it's very different to a supercar. But, uh, again, today was uh, a a new experience. I've never raced with a Michelin tyre. So, again, sort of understanding how the phasing of the tyre comes in, how long it lasts for, how much grip you've got to play with. Uh, So, yeah, having a third on the race two there was uh, was, was really good. Two events for
2: yourself locked in. Would you like to try and do more?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that... uh, there's no doubt that we'd like to do the, the full season. It's something that uh, the, the main objective is to do some race miles. Uh, I, I want to uh, you know, keep sharp. Obviously, the end of the year, we're, we're pairing up with Jamie, and that's something that you know, we're looking forward to because obviously it's his last uh, full-time year. I want to make sure that he goes out with a bit of a bang like uh, I was able to do in 18 with Richo. So that, that's the main objective. Uh, But at the end of the day, I'm having a lot of fun. It's a lot less stress, uh, a lot more, uh, you know, uh, laughs and uh, smiling faces in in the the Porsche uh, corporate than it is in Supercar Land.
2: The Porsche guys put on such a great show here. It is very competitive out there, but the atmosphere in the paddock is... It's a different world.
0: Well, it is. I think there's no doubt that this year the Porsche... Uh, competition is really tough. I think there's about 15 pro cars, a lot of pro am, and very good pro am drivers as well. So for me, it's, it's probably one of the toughest years to uh, to get involved in. But it's great to see the growth of it. It's great to see the uh, the support that Porsche actually does have, not only here in Australia but from Germany. And that's really is you know surprised me a little bit, but it's been in a good way that you know they know what we're doing here from over there, and that's really important that you know we're all supporting the Porsche the Porsche uh, brand and and family
2: I know the overseas adventure was something that was talked about a lot pre-COVID we can't go overseas too much at the moment but when that comes back to life is is this sort of you know, the, the continuation of that dream to, to go over and do some more international stuff?
0: Uh, for sure. And I think there's no doubt also to keep involved in the Porsche family. Uh, there's, you know, we've been lucky enough to drive some other makes and m- manufacturers uh, in, in the Bathurst 12-hour, but really had a good taste of it last year. Sorry, two years ago last year. Um, sorry, this year we, didn't, we couldn't make it happen. But, uh, you know, we'd like to obviously campaign in a, in a Porsche car. Um, next year for the 12 hour it does get rekindled and, and, and by all means sounds like it will so that's something that uh, definitely in the future we'd like to be able to do that overseas side of it yes we'd like to do some more racing I, I still enjoy uh the spa 24 hour my ambition w- always was to do a Le Mans uh, I haven't been able to do that again last year was really good opportunity and, and something that was almost on the cards but again with COVID and everything else it just didn't happen stupid
2: COVID getting in the <laughs> way of everything uh, you, you talk about the relaxed atmosphere here, but you've also got a TV gig to uh, to do as well. So a little bit of a balance.
0: Well, it is. And I think it's great to have the, something that keeps me preoccupied. I'm not worried about uh, uh, the setup of the car and everything else. You guys, wall racing, you look after all that. I uh, I do switch hats quite regularly. Go into TV world, come back to Porsche world, uh, and I, I'm enjoying it. I think this is my third. Well, this is my third year in, in uh, commentary side of it in TV learn a lot understand a lot and uh, yeah well, hopefully we've got something to contribute back to uh, everyone and especially the fans at home
2: now of course it would be remiss of me not to mention my little mate Tony D because you're actually driving for the team that he drives for in in TCR you're with wall racing in their Porsche program how are they treating you
0: uh, really good I think it's been interesting to watch the progress of TCR and how it sort of developed and how it's grown. Well, there's no doubt that uh, we've been watching it, Laura and I have been watching it, and, and seeing the difference of how their teams are getting their head around the different makes and, uh, and models. I think the Honda for Wally has, uh, has had a few little hiccups, especially at Tasmania, didn't quite have the speed. Phillip Island looked much better for them in, in uh, being more competitive. So it's just, it is an interesting little concept of a car, front-wheel drive, turbo. Uh, you know, we, I talk about with the Porsche. Uh, trying to get the fronts to, to heat up and get, generate enough temperature, they talk about the rears, so it's quite interesting to see how uh, they they do operate. But it's a fantastic little um, category, and then to see like Chaz Mostert and a few others get involved in it, I think it's 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 going to grow. Would you like to
2: have a steer? Maybe Wally could give you a drive of one of his Hondas.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it could, that could be fun. I think that uh, racing one, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it'd be fun to have a a driver one. You know, we're all racers at heart. And we all love to know what uh, what things feel like and that being a different uh, configuration car with being front-wheel drive uh, would be would be interesting to, to, yeah, to get that process of how it phases. They all say just as you go through four or five laps, the rear start to come in, and then of course that's when you can start pushing the cars.
2: Well, Craig Lands, it's been great to have you on the Parked Up podcast, and we uh, wish wish you the very best for the rest of the season.
0: Thank you very much.
2: So there you go, Craig Lowndes on the Parked Up podcast, powered by Race Fuels. And are you shaking in your boots, Tony D? Craig Lowndes <laughs> wants to drive in TCR.
3: Wouldn't that be fantastic? Just to, to see how he acclimatized to a Porsche on the weekend. He was giving the young folks a run for their money. Mm. He was one of the quickest guys out there. And, you know, aside from a little mistake in race three, I thought he was going to win the last race. Um, pretty impressive um, debut in that championship. Um, so, yeah, hey, if he got into a TCR car, you definitely couldn't discount him. Bloody hell, you'd be crazy. The guys, uh, the guys are natural. There's no doubt about it. You don't have that much success in a race car um, if you don't know what you're doing. So that'd be good for the sport.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't be. would be, yeah, be good. There'd be a couple of happy, smiley faces at the within the ARG camps if that was the case. But as Craig said, he he definitely he would definitely like to drive one of the cars, test one of the cars. He hasn't done a lot of front wheel wow. drive. Um racing. So um maybe you could give him a bit of a steer of the old uh your Honda, Wall Racing. Well,
3: I was gonna say because Wally's got about five Hondas sitting in the garage in, in Sydney there. So there's plenty of cars going around. <laughs> He's more than welcome to have a drive my car, no dramas. I don't own it. Wally owns it. Uh, so, <laughs> Just don't, uh, don't scratch mind. it. Yeah, don't scratch it. Um, so yeah, if there was an opportunity and a budget to go racing, then I'm sure Wally could definitely help him out. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think at the moment, I think Wally wants to try and keep him in Porsche land, um, as, as a pro driver to back, back up their championship hopes. Um, Wally had a pretty good weekend too, to be honest, Mm -hmm. P2 in the last race. And I think it was third for the weekend or something like that um so they've got a good bag of points to start their championship off and the cars are really cool with painted dixon down the sides and teammates and all that sort of stuff so they've put together a really good program the wall racing boys work pretty hard in the background you know they've got a good program in tcr they've got trans am they've got the cup cars going on gt racing That, uh, workshop in Sydney is absolutely busting out.
2: (laughs) It's keeping their, their racing program alone keeps our good friends at Racefields busy with the amount of stuff that they're doing.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. It does. Um, but thank you, Craig Lounds for coming on our little podcast. Um, it, uh, it is, it's not always easy to get stars like Craig Lounds on your show, so we're very thankful to have Craig on the show. He's a busy boy and uh, thank you to Lara also for organizing it for us it was uh there's a few weeks trying to get that sorted Grant. <laughs> yeah and look we'll i think we'll uh, we'll grab
2: craig a little later in the year for mm. a uh, a bit more of a a three-way chat if you like and we could even throw lara sounds, in there as well
3: she could that sounds uh, very wrong now that sounds wrong. very wrong
2: well only, that's only your dirty mind that is um it, it sounded wrong gutter.
3: before you spoke about Lara and now it's just gone
2: to the gutter, big time. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes when you're parked up, you're just going to have to be in the gutter. <laughs> and we're almost at the end of our 50th episode of Parked Up and we've got a very cool competition. Just wait there a little bit longer, just a little bit longer to find out what you could possibly win. But I thought I'd ask you, Tony, very quickly and I'm putting you on the spot. As you know, I like it like to do sure what is your favorite parked up moment what's the favorite mo- what's the moment that you think about it might not be your favorite it might just be the moment that you think about what's the what's the what when you think of the parked up podcast
3: what's the thing that comes to your mind monday and how am i going to fit fit it in <laughs> <laughs> so it's a chore uh, it's a, no, no no it's not a chore we do enjoy it and have a bit of fun um you know what I reckon probably some of the best episodes we've had so far um, or the ones that I've enjoyed is when we do get other people to do some of the previews. Um, Cause it's like, you're just catching up with your mates and chewing the fat. Yeah. Um, it's the, the buy a beer
2: and sit around the yeah. pub and talk about, talk about the race. That's basically yeah. what it is.
3: Yeah. So I've enjoyed those ones. AVL is always good. Um. So yeah, I, I would say that and, and just like, The caliber of guests we've been able to get on the show has been really really cool it's been a great response by all our peers and you know race drivers or journos it hasn't really been that difficult to get anybody on the podcast so we do thank everybody for their time to come on because they don't get paid they do it out of love Mm. and uh we do appreciate it so what about you graham what's what's been your favorite I'm going to put you back on the spot now. Yeah, I know. And I,
2: I thought you'd actually do that. And I had absolutely nothing prepared, absolutely nothing. But really, like if I do think about it, I guess the name says it all. And it's the reason we started this was effectively 12 months ago. The, the seed of the idea probably started exactly 12 months ago when the coronavirus came to town. And we'd realized very quickly that we might be sitting on the sitting on the sidelines for a while the red flags were out and yeah, I called you, I called you about it uh, as soon as it popped into my brain that, that we need to do it. And I didn't ask you if you'd like to do it. I told you no. when we were going to do the first episode and yeah, you agreed and we've done it religiously every week other than one or two weeks. I think we might've had a bit of a snooze over the uh, Christmas break just to um, give our tonsils a, a, a bit of a rest. but you know on the market, the, the Logitech mm-hmm. G923 true force is the best for the gamer.
3: Yeah so um, I think when you uh, look at the sim that I have at home, uh, which is quite serious sim, you know I yes. actually use it for training. I, I do use it for to get myself ready for events and that's what it's used for very realistic it's very expensive i could probably buy i reckon maybe oh, 50 50 logitech wheels with what i've got downstairs at home um do which we, is ridiculous do I, do I tell steph that no, no. she okay. doesn't know what i've spent on now. cool 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 no, i don't we won't, keep the to we,
2: we won't tell it's that.
3: a tax write-off it's a tax write-off you know it's for work Oops. um so it is for the gamer and I reckon like if you've just had like control, you know, on your PlayStation that you've been trying to drive Formula 1 game with, getting the true force wheel is like going next level. Mm. It is cool. It's It's got the feedback. It's got the paddle shift. It's got the shift lights. Um, you do get that sensation of going around a racetrack and what it feels like. There's no doubt about it. But my mates just don't believe me. They just do not believe me, mate.
2: Well, we need to. We might need to get them uh, strapped stra- 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 behind one of the Logitech G29s and see what they think and get them so having not, some it's not fun. A G29, not-
3: mate. What are you talking about? 923. It's a G923. That's what I meant. That's right, what get I get it bloody right. Otherwise, there you, you won't be able to put an invoice in. Sorry, um,
2: <laughs> sorry, Fernando <laughs> Alonso.
3: <laughs> um. So, yeah, we've got one to give away, Grant. Cool. Yeah. Our friends at Logitech have given us an extra steering wheel because they not taking my one. I can tell you that right now. Oscar's <laughs> taken that one. That's his sim now. <laughs> yeah. Um. We've got another one to give away. How do you want to run this competition, Grant? So what we're
2: going to do is we're going to put a fancy old piece of art up on the parked up social media platforms, both on Facebook and Instagram. What you're going to need to do when that post goes up you're just going to need to tag a mate and tell them why you should have that or why they need that best responses, most creative, keep it nice and short. We don't like to read. We've got no time for that. They can, uh, you you could win it. There'll be one to give away. They're valued at uh, $599 and 95 cents. Let's just say they're valued at 600 bucks. They are cool. Doesn't matter who you are. If you've got a PlayStation, or if you've got an Xbox, this is the extra piece of kit that you need to take your racing to the next level. Even if you've got a steering wheel at the moment for your gaming, I guarantee this one is the one that you really, really. What want.
3: other ones are there? I don't. We don't mention the the competition. No, but, I, no, but I honestly, think like if you're thinking um, steering wheel for gamers, the Logitech's like the only one that comes to mind, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh, There are a couple of other other brands for sure. For sure. This is the one. So uh, to celebrate our 50th uh, edition of the parked up podcast powered by race fuels, we're giving away one of these great Logitech wheels. So just keep an eye out on our Facebook and Instagram platforms. And as long as you're following them and you comment, tag a mate, it could be yours.
3: With thanks to Logitech, that's a ripper prize. And if I didn't already have one, I would try and get another one. <laughs> You're ineligible,
2: and Just, I think because Oscars, Oscar's ineligible to have a Facebook account as well. So <laughs> if I see Oscar Dalberto trying to win one, then I'll be I'll be calling it, yeah. f- calling the um, Facebook police.
3: Okay. All right. Now we haven't done our quota. This episode of mentioning Tim Brooke. Mm-hmm. So I will mention Tim, Tim Brooke. He has a Logitech wheel at home. He's but a serious gamer. Yeah, he goes good on the sim um, with the Logitech wheel. So for those race drives out there that think they've just got to have these expensive sims to keep up with others on the racetrack, it's not true. You could have the Logitech and do just as good. Okay. Because that's what cool. Tim Brooke does. No, I've said it three times now, so we can That's move right.
2: on. <laughs> Quota filled. Cool. Okay. That's it. That's the parked up podcast. Happy 50th to you, Tony. Thank and you may there too.
3: be Are we uh, gonna have cake?
2: 50 more. Uh, no cake. Cake doesn't work for podcasts. Uh, Do, you some... work for Do you want me to place it? work for
3: Lee's summation either. From reaction performance. No, nah, he would definitely not like the cake.
2: Maybe do you want me to play some uh, some celebratory music in the background as we fade yeah. out of this episode? Yeah, do that, yeah. Okay, here it is. That's the 50th episode of Parked Up, Powered by Race Fuels. I'm Grant Rowley, and as always, joined by Tony Delberto. And we'll see you next week. See you, mate.